Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is episode eight on the Merry Biz podcast with Jimmy Moore. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. So you- oh, ah! got a video on, yay! Yeah, turn your video on, and by the oh, way, you You what? You're in your pajamas. Well, that's even better. I want to see you in your pajamas. <laughs> there you go. You girls are beautiful. Uh-huh. Proud of it. Be merry. We are merry. And by the way, you don't have to tell me what we're going to talk about. It's so much better okay. when you okay. don't tell the, right. the person. As you know, And you can only do that with somebody like me who does this for a living. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be so much more authentic. And, you know, I love you guys. So I think it's going to come off a lot better if we just talk. Okay. Awesome. Sounds like fun. So if you have an agenda, go ahead, but know that I don't want to know what it is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, so you want to get the video on while we do it? We can do the video on. That way can make you know faces at you when you're talking. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to count us in and then I'm going to introduce you and then we're going to get into it. Bring it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Today we have one of our fellow well-being entrepreneurs on the show. His story starts back in 2004 when he weighed over 185 kilos and realized he needed to make a drastic change to save his own life. One year on, he had lost 80 kilos and over 50 centimeters from his waist. After his dramatic turnaround, he now dedicates his life to helping as many people find the information they need to make healthy changes to their lifestyle. He's the best-selling author of Cholesterol Clarity, Keto Clarity, and the Ketogenic Cookbook, as well as the founder of Livin' La Vida Low Carb. Welcome to Mary Beers, Jimmy Moore. Woo! Mary Biz, coming to you live. <laughs> oh, What's up, so gals? How y'all doing? Oh, we're so good. How are you? Or as I like to say, what's going on? <laughs> I'm glad that you knew we're I had to sing singing. on your on your podcast. I totally had to do that. You can yes. sing all the answers. Yeah, it can be we'll a have, musical. We'll have podcast. a few more singing sessions before it's done. I'm sure. So yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we condone that. <laughs> encouraged, encouraged. <laughs> it's not. You can't touch this. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know what's going to well, happen. Well, actually, before in the messages that we were sending to Jimmy, we did have some Adele lyrics yes. as well, and we didn't quite Hello. catch on. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> this is going to get out of control, I'm pretty sure. going to get? I think it's totally out of control now, but that's okay. I'm very we like excited. to have fun, right? you got to have do. fun living healthy. Exactly. 
Lloyd. It's Chloe all Lloyd. about the fun. And first, I'm going to ask. All about that fun. About that fun. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jimmy. I'm going to get to our very first question that we ask yes. all our guests, and that is what? what has been on your agenda today? Um, well, I went to church this morning, and so I got home, and I'm getting ready to watch some American football because it's cool. a big weekend for American football. Ooh. And on su- it's Sunday that we're recording. Oh, yes. And by the way, I don't ever do podcasts on the weekend, so the Aww. fact that I'm doing it for you girls tells you how much I love you. We love uh, you. I never do them on the weekends. (laughs) I try to chill, you know, because I think this is kind of a a business cast. I think you've got to set boundaries in your business that you have certain things that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I try to do is not work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes sometimes people say, well, to be successful, you have to just go, you know, hand to the bone every single day, 24-7, 365 and that's a good way to burn yourself out. Yeah. So what I like to do on the weekend is generally chill. And I knew today's podcast was not going to be any, uh, uh, you know, big heroic effort. I knew we we're just going to have a good time. So that's why I didn't mind. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, that sounds like an awesome day. And I mean, we first found you on Instagram, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Instagram. Yeah, on Live and La Vida Low Carb. And we're like, wow, Jimmy Moore. And then we started reading your books and things like that. And we were so inspired by your story. And we'd love you to take us back to where it all began. And, you know, what was life like before you're, you're now doing what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it in the intro, mm. 185 kilo. Mm-hmm. I was a big boy. I was 32 years old, and I had eaten what I like to call crappy garbage. That's my, oh, my little phrase for cool. excessive refined carbohydrates, mm-hmm. and I had that like daily. And I think at one time I kind of uh, added up all the carbs I think I used to eat in a day, and that included all the Coca-Cola and literally everything horrible, all the macas that I had, yeah. all that stuff. And it was about 1,500 grams of carbohydrates Whoa. a day. And so that's a lot. Then I suddenly went to 20 when I started this low-carb thing. So that's a big, big difference. So I was a big boy. I was unhealthy. I was on three prescription medications for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, breathing problems, and What's funny is I always knew I was big, but I never realized how bad it got until I stepped on a scale mm. to say, okay. And, and the, the first clue was no scale would weigh me. I would go, uh, my one in the kitchen, uh, I would step on that one and it only went up to about 330 pounds. And I thought, okay, that's what I am is about 335 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I go out to a gym and I, can I step on your scale? And theirs only goes to about 350 and I couldn't weigh. And I'm going, oh okay, gosh. what's going on? Do I have to go to like one of these packing stations and step on one of those scales? Oh How embarrassing gosh. would that be? Finally, I, I found a gym, a Gold's Gym. It's a popular mm-hmm. gym here in America. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and I said, can I uh, borrow your scale? Yeah, man, it's over there. So I go <laughs> into the bathroom and I saw that it went to 500 pounds. I said, well, I'm nowhere near 500 total pounds. And what would that be like? 225 kilos, something yeah, like that. Yeah, about that. And I was nowhere near. And and I step on the scale and it was 410 <gasps> pounds, which is 185 yeah. kilo. And it was a wake-up call. Yeah. I mean, not like I wasn't already motivated at that point. We can talk about the story about how I changed my life. But mm. stepping on that scale and seeing that weight for the first time, 
it woke me up because yeah. I knew it had gotten bad. I just didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So you knew it was bad and then you made changes. What were the changes you made and how did you find out about the low-carb lifestyle? Why did you decide to go down that road? This is the fun part of the story because yes. it's something that you you look at now years later and laugh about. But at mm. the time, I was pissed. Yeah. I was yeah. absolutely mad that this happened. I got a diet book for Christmas. Oh, my god! From my mother-in-law. <gasps> oh, gosh. So Christine's mom gives me a diet book for Christmas. And, and get this, you guys. They had, she had given me a diet book every single freaking year that we'd been married. <laughs> no so we way. got married in, in 1995. We got married. And, uh, and so she gave us diet, gave me diet books literally every single year. I got, uh, Dr. Phil's today can be a changing day in your life. You know, I, I'd gotten all of these diet books over the years and I was like, okay, I get it. I'm fat. Thank you for stating the obvious. But this particular year she had heard about the Atkins diet. And I only recently found out this story that she and my father-in-law had both been trying ah. this Atkins approach and and saw a little bit of success yeah. with it. And they're like, well, maybe this will help Jimmy. So they got me this book. Again, not saying we tried it. Yeah. I just found that out like a couple wow. weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I was I was doing a Periscope with with my mother-in-law. Tell me why you bought that book. Well, we tried it and we thought it would be good for you. They never told me any of that. Aww. They just gave me this little Dr. Atkins New Diet Revolution book. And I I, I was like, okay, what is this book about? Yeah. And I'm reading the book and I'm seeing Eat Less Carbs this guy out of his mind and that where you get your energy yeah. from how do you have any energy at all if you're not eating carbs eat more fat this guy's a cardiologist and he's telling people yeah. to eat the very thing that we know clogs your arteries and gives you heart disease what is he talking about yeah. but i had been so frustrated again and again with all the low fat diets all the eat healthy whole grain mm -hmm. diets that i was like well what the heck mm. this is one thing i have not tried and so uh, I, I got it for Christmas. My birthday is December 27th and then the New Year. So I was sitting there in that little week between, yeah. am I going to read this book? Am I really going to do this? I know I need to make a change. Yep. Going to make a change. Oh, sorry. I had to get another song in there. <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah, Please keep them coming. <laughs> so I, I read that book from cover to cover and I thought, okay, what the heck? Let's give it a, a go. So January yeah. 1st. Uh, 2004, okay. I decided to make it my New Year's resolution to lose weight on the Atkins diet. Uh -huh. And I was telling you earlier, I did 1,500 grams of, of mostly sugar, mostly high fructose corn syrup from the Coca-Cola. I was drinking oh 16 cans of Coca-Cola oh a day. No. And, oh, my gosh. Yes. And big boxes of snack cakes and fast food. You name uh. it, crappy garbage, I was putting it in this mouth because I didn't care a bit in the world about what it was doing to my health. I just wanted to feel good. Yeah. And I found that the longer that I that I did this, that I needed more of a hit, mm. so to speak, mm -hmm. to feel the same goodness. Mm -hmm. Today, if I tried to have a McDonald's meal, I think I would throw it up. Yeah. It was yeah. just so 100%. close to me. But back then, I was like Taco Bell and McDonald's. All of these fast foods were like that's that was normal to me. 
And I didn't know any better. I mean, my mom was a single mom when we were growing up. And so she did the best she could to feed us the best that she could. Yeah. And we had cereal and we had Coca-Cola and we had Doritos, Ding Dongs and Ho-Hos and all these crap garbage foods. So when I became an adult, why would I eat any differently than that? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got into the mess that I did. But thankfully, I did find the Atkins diet and uh, saw a little bit of success. Yes. Wow. So So (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, we're like, I'm just in Everybody talk this, at once. In this story. I know, and I want to know more. Yeah, me too. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. So you started losing a little bit of weight and seeing results. And then like what led you to like read more and what did you find? Yeah, so I actually, um, pretty much that year, all I read was Dr. Atkins' book. You know, there was no okay. blogs, there was no podcast, there was no Jimmy Moore out there doing his thing, trying to educate people. There was no social media. I pretty much did it all on my own. And and my wife, Christine, wow. was a, a big help to me, um, supporting me through this. And, and that's a big part of this, too, is mm-hmm. had she not been supportive? Now, that doesn't mean she wasn't doubting that all that fat I was eating and, the, you know, not eating, you know, certain foods that, that I used to eat on a yeah. healthy diet mm. didn't figure out. <laughs> mm, yeah, of course. She eventually saw the results. So, no, it was just the one book and I saw such immediate results. Um, I mean, within the first month, I lost 30 pounds, about 13 kilos. Yeah, wow. And the second wow. month, I had so much newfound energy I was a svelte, 380 pounds, <laughs> energy that I had to start exercising. And I lost another 40 pounds a second month, 100 pounds in no. 100 days. That's yeah. epic. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And it, it was really, uh, and that's the cool thing is it gave me a lot of motivation that, yeah. hey, something cool is happening here. Don't mess this up, Jay, because this might be your chance to, yeah. to turn this ship around, you know, and not to put a, a little bit of a damper on the story, but I had some motivation for this too because my brother Kevin, four years older than me, actually had a series of heart attacks at 32 years old, the very age that I was when I started doing this. So it, it, it did eventually kill him oh at the God. age of 41. Uh, so he's gone now since 2008. Oh, so but sad. It, it's the Kevins out there in the world that I try to be the example for now. Not that I'm perfect in any way, but I feel like I can give people hope that look how far gone I was and I was able to come back. Maybe not all the way back to teetotal immaculate health that I probably would have been had I not eaten all the crappy garbage over the years, but I'm the best darn Jimmy Moore that I can be today here in 2016. Heck yeah. Amazing. So I guess like, is that your mission to help people that were in those positions as you were in when you were heavily overweight? Yeah, and not not just those people. I yeah. think I have a special heart for those people because I see my brother and myself mm-hmm. in every one of those people. I have such a heart for those people because I know how hard it was mm. for me. I know the challenges that were before me. I know how easy it is to say the heck with it all. Um, we're not going to take it. You know, you have to like come up. I had to do one more. <laughs> Uh, I want more than that. Say it right. So, um, so yeah, I want to give people hope and inspiration. One of the things when I started my blog was to educate, encourage, and inspire. And if I do those three things, then that's mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you start your blog and your journey? So you were. It was two thousand and four. You'd been trying Atkins diet for a year, and you found all the success. Was it then that you were like, I need to share this? With people. Yeah. So at the end of that year, I lost a total of 180 pounds. Uh, yeah. What's that? About 82 or three kilo. 
And uh, you, you, you like the way I translate that in my head real fast. So yeah, yeah. I'm amazed. I'm like, yeah. I, I was just, like, I'm just nodding because I have no idea. I've spoken it's enough. It's a lot though. I've spoken enough in, in Australia now. I've gotten used to translating those yeah. in my head. So um, the, the Atkins people actually contacted me, the Atkins nutritionist oh, wow. people, and they said, hey, we heard you lost a lot of weight on our, on our diet. I had been writing online, not on a blog or anything, but I was doing yeah. some different columns, and they saw one of my oh. columns where I said how wow. much I was losing and the, and the stuff that was happening. So they're like, hey, we'd love to feature you on the front of our website. I was like, uh, I don't know who you are, but okay. Awesome. Uh, and so they did, and I started getting all these emails from around the world, from Australia, New Zealand, from South Africa, everywhere. And wow. people are like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? I said, will you people leave me alone? <laughs> but I thought, you know what? Maybe I should try to think about maybe writing a book. I didn't know what a blog was at the time. One of my friends had a political blog at the time, and he said, hey, man, you should start a blog. And I said, what the heck's a blog? He said, oh, you just kind of write your thoughts in like a journal entry and yeah. people will read it. I'm like, why? Why would they? Okay. <laughs> okay. And this was 2005. So, you know, blogs weren't as, you know, big as they are now. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what the heck? So let me come up with a blog. And so you guys know I like to have fun. So I was like, yeah. and I like songs. So I live in La Vida Loca. Low carb. That's it. I should turn on my Alexa over there. I've got one of these Amazon Echoes that will play a song. You want me to play Live in La Vida Low Carb? Okay. Alexa, play Live in La Vida Low Carb. Live in La Vida Low Carb by Ricky Martin from Prime Music. Here it comes. to interview a podcaster who likes to have fun yes oh my gosh so, so that's how the blog came about I, I was uh, like, what are we even talking about i'll keep you on track i promise yeah. I, I do this professionally for a living so so then a year later this guy says hey i love your blog you do it you're doing a great job um if you talk half as good as you write, you should be a podcaster. Ah. So my question was, what the heck is a podcast? Yeah. This was in 2006. Wow. God, you were such an early adopter. Yeah, and, and uh, truth be told, I would have never been a podcaster had this guy not come to me because he saw the potential in what I could do. He saw what was good in yeah. me even before I saw it. Amazing. And, and I had done a little bit of radio back in the 90s. I did uh, Christian radio, and that was Michael W. Smith. Now here's Amy Grant. That was it. That's all I did, like kind of. <laughs> wow. And so I had no interviewing experience, nothing like what I do now. Crazy. And now that little show, the Live in La Vida Low Carb show, is the longest-running health podcast on the internet. So, wow. Gosh. Yeah, 1,060-something episodes as of the last uh, I checked. So, Yeah, well, we love that podcast. All our listeners should go and check yes, it out. definitely. We'll put it in the show notes as well so we can link to it. Thank oh you. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so, so you- addicted to podcasting. Now, I have five shows a week now. So I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
which would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Australia, yeah. um, of the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show. Wow. Then on Thursdays, I do this brand new one called Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc, oh, cool. all about ketogenic diets and answering questions. And then Friday, you girls have been on that show, Low Carb yeah. Conversations, where we talk about the health headlines from the alternative perspective. So it's always <laughs> a lot of fun. I, I stay very busy. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah it's just I don't do, do interviews on the weekend. So yeah. again, you're very special. We, we are. are. We feel we very it. privileged. Okay. So you have your blog and you have the podcast and this is what you do for a living. So what are the kind of messages that you do share? Like I want to get into the, like the keto stuff and you know, the high fat. Cause our listeners are probably like, this could be new to some of our listeners and they're like, what? Like high fat. Like I still thought that carbs were good for me or like that they, yeah. this was good for me. So like, yeah, let's like get a little overview of that. Yeah. So it was after losing the weight in 2004 and I'd been doing the low carb thing and I was focused, focusing a lot when I first started blogging on weight loss and, uh, trying to be healthy by cutting carbs. And it wasn't until I really delved really deeply into this whole thing of what's called nutritional ketosis that mm. I was like, whoa, I'm doing this all wrong. Mm-hmm. It, yes, I lost a considerable amount of weight uh, kind of half-heartedly doing this. But once I started looking at the science and what it takes to get into a state of ketosis and I was not doing that, I went, oh, well, this might be why I still have a little bit of struggles as I'm getting older. And so yeah. uh, it was 2012 that I actually discovered I needed to be in nutritional ketosis and I was testing for ketones in the wrong way. And we can talk about that here in a minute if you want to. But mm-hmm. basically what a ketogenic diet is, is you're trying to shift your body from being a sugar burner which is like 90-something percent of the population out Mm -hmm. there around the world is trying to be sugar burners. They haven't had the Mary Maker uh, sisters' uh, recipes, or they wouldn't be (laughs) sugar burners. They'd be fat burners, right? Yes. And so uh, shifting over from sugar to fat as your primary source. And, you know, all these health officials out there, well, if you don't eat carbs, you're not going to have any energy. You're going to have all this and that happen to you. And what they're not telling people is there's an alternative way to fuel the body. Mm -hmm. And that alternative way is fat and ketones. So how do you make fat and ketones your primary fuel source? Well, you've got to eliminate the areas of sugar, which is why eliminating, duh, sugar. Mm -hmm. Ah, honey, honey. Oh, (laughs) the diet is the first and foremost thing. But then you also need to be cognizant that pretty much all carbohydrates at some point is going to turn to sugar in the body. Mm -hmm. So if you can eliminate those down as low as you possibly can to your Mm -hmm. tolerance level, then when you eat less carbs, people think, oh, well, you just eat a bunch of protein. Well, you can't go overload on the protein either because protein turns to sugar as well. Ding, ding, ding. Anybody know that? You know, did you know that before you read Keto Clarity? Yeah. Protein can turn to sugar when you eat it in excess. So you have to moderate the protein down to your threshold level. And again, it's going to vary from person to person. Mm -hmm. If you're Mm -hmm. extremely obese or have what's called insulin resistance type diabetes, you're going to have more of a sensitivity to both the carbohydrates and the protein. Mm -hmm. And then here's the good news. The rest of your calories come from dietary fat. So the healthy Uh fats are the saturated fats. Yes, you heard me right. That's the healthy fats, saturated fat and monounsaturated fats primarily. Of course, the omega-3 fats are in there as well, not the polyunsaturated vegetable oil crap, which is Mm going to give you heart disease and inflammation, and you just don't want to eat those Mm -hmm. canola oil and soybean oil and all this stuff. 
And you guys are always posting great recipes and poo-pooing on those kind of oils. So good on you. <laughs> we definitely are. So could you give us like an example of like what's a day like in on Jimmy's plate? So uh, when I'm eating, which currently I'm doing some fasting experiments, but yeah. when I'm eating – um, it can, it, it, there is no typical day. So that's kind of the fun mm. part of this too. Cause people are like, well, what's your breakfast snack, lunch snack, dinner snack, midnight snack. And I'm like, you don't <laughs> eat that much when you eat keto because you're yes. just hungry. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of this. You, you're basically freed up from being obsessive about food all the time. I mean, although you guys post recipes on Instagram and I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> I'm fasting right now. You're killing me. Sorry. So Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, basically what you're doing is you wake up in the morning. If you're not hungry, guess what? You don't eat. Yeah. Ding, that ding, is such ding. a foreign concept to people. <laughs> you know, you might have your bulletproof coffee or, or whatever, but mm-hmm. you just aren't hungry for food. And then when you do decide to get hungry, that's when you break the fast. You know, people say mm-hmm. breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And mm-hmm. I agree with them. I just don't think it has to be at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It so could true. be at noon. It could be at one. could be at two. Whenever you get hungry, that's when you break the fast. That's mm-hmm. what breakfast means, breaking the fast. Yep. So one o'clock in the afternoon, I might cook me up some eggs and bacon with some avocado on the side, throw some green leafy vegetables in there, little spices, good to go. Easy yeah. peasy. Sounds easy delicious. Peasy. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So yum. So I have a question about business. So I guess like you discovered this way of eating and everything was amazing. Then you started blogging, you started podcasting. Um, So it seems like everything sort of just like flowed. Is that like the case with the business side of things? Like, was it like you found what you're supposed to do on this planet to help all these people? Is that how it felt? No. Um, And and I'll tell you, um, when I started blogging, I never realized and when I came up with Living La Vida Low Carb as my brand, I never realized mm-hmm. it would become as big as it did. Um, not yeah. that I didn't have hopes and dreams. Don't, don't get me wrong. But yeah. I never set out that, oh, I'm going to have the longest running health podcast on the internet. And I'm going to be this author of three best-selling books around the world. N- no, none of that was even a, a thought. I think at the time, I just needed a release of all this passion. Mm-hmm. I had a newfound passion Mm. A mission in life, so to speak. This is your mission if you choose to accept it. Um, <laughs> and I did. I, I chose to. Dun, 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 dun. I chose to accept it. And I chose to become this blogger, podcaster, author that people they like the message, and I try to do it in a fun way, as you can tell. And yeah, it just transformed into that. Um, I had no intentions of this ever being my job, but it's the best darn job I've ever had. And I work longer so and harder than I've ever had, and I love every minute of it. You guys yeah. know. You're entrepreneurs too, yeah. so you know. Yeah, totally. So what would be like, you know, the best experience or the best thing that's come from following, you know, this passion that you found? Meeting people. I think the first yeah. time I ever went overseas was Australia. And it was funny because I do awesome. a low-carb cruise every year, um, and two Australians yeah. came. You guys need to come on one of these days. But I, had I know. We do. Two Australians uh, came uh, when they come. 2012 was the year that they came. And at the end of it, they said, uh, hey, mate, you want to come to Australia and speak? <laughs> and I was like, I would love 
to, <laughs> well, funny, I had never given a talk in my life. Now, oh, yes, wow. I've done podcasting, but I had never given a physical talk yeah. with power. I had to buy PowerPoint. That's how uh, Neolithic I was there. Wow. I, I, I didn't have any, any experience giving talks or anything. So I made up this talk about my nutritional ketosis uh, experiment I was doing at the time. And I went to Melbourne, uh, Australia. It was the very first time I'd ever given a talk anywhere. The guy that coordinated came up to me. Wow, you're such a seasoned uh, speaker. You must have been doing this for at least a decade. <laughs> I said, that was the first time I've ever <laughs> given a talk. He went, Wow. <laughs> and of course, I got the bug at the time. Yeah. And and now you can't shut me up. I'm getting to talk around the world. I've spoken in New Zealand Amazing. and South Africa, over in the UK. I've, I've spoken around the world. And it's just such a great privilege because the passion is still there. All these years yeah. later, people are like, how are you so excited about this still? You know, your story was a long time ago. Okay. No, my story is still being written. Yeah. Yeah. So it might have started a long time ago, but the manifestation of it all is still happening here in 2016. It'll be happening in 2019. It'll be happening yeah. in the years to come. Mm -hmm. I never will lose the passion as long as there are other Kevins out there in mm -hmm. the world that I'm trying to say, that's my brother's name, yeah. uh, that I'm trying to save. Um, and I think that's what drives me. So amazing, Jimmy. Yeah. Seriously. Very it's, inspirational. It's so awesome to hear it like all in one yeah. spot as well. I mean, because you can read and you can listen to you on Periscope and things like that. But to hear your story from the beginning and like what your mission is and what you're doing now, it's just epic. And I did want to talk to you about Periscope because I think like social media is changing so much with all this live streaming and, you know, Snapchat and Periscope and Meerkat and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Is anybody on Meerkat anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Probably I don't, we were never on it. Meerkat is dead. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, so, is that like Stray Cat Strut? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you, you told us, um, no, we were talking about Periscope. How has that, like, why are you choosing to use that platform and what kind of, like, you know, response have you received from it? It's so funny. Just 15 minutes before this interview, I got an email. I get about 500 emails a day. No. And I'm constantly, yeah. And I answer all of them personally what? myself. So. I need to hire somebody, but I don't know if I want to do that because I like seeing what people say. Yeah, and this lady nice. was like, are you just going to hang out on your podcast in Periscope from now on? I want some more blogs, and I think you need to get back to writing again. And I'm like, well, I write books. So if you want to read my writing, read my books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No offense, but the the dynamic has changed where people are getting their information through podcasting. Mm -hmm. You know, people listening right now, you're listening because this is easy to listen to in your car. Yeah. Uh, when you're traveling, any number of ways to get podcasts, um, it's just a lot easier way to absorb information. Definitely. And Periscope is the same way. And the, the reason I like Periscope and the reason I think I'm okay at it is because I am a podcaster and I'm used to kind of talking to people on the fly. Yeah. So you're just basically, I have a little contraption here set up where I put my iPhone there and my iPad there. The oh, iPad is there so I can see the comments cool. as they come in. That's so and, awesome. Uh, and it works out. Yeah, so I've gotten pretty good at it, and I say, you know, hey, hey, guys, thanks for being here for another episode of Jimmy Scopes. As always, head on over to jimmyscopes.com. You know, I have a whole spiel that yeah. I do at the beginning, and I think it's that organization yeah. that people like, and the, and and it's it's a it's a real time way to kind of get information, and it's just a good way for me to connect with people instantaneously. I mean, if I'm thinking about something, I just want to get it out. 
Hey guys, we're back here with another Jimmy Scopes, yeah. and I wanted to tell you about something really on my heart and mind today. Tap on that screen for lots of heart. You know, I, I give all that instruction because I think it it connects you with people even more. People have said that they've connected with me because of my voice over my podcast all these years. Now they physically get to see mm, me yeah. doing these fasting experiments I'm doing. I mm. do daily updates with that. And so people kind of feel like they're a part of this. And then when they meet me in person, they know me because yeah. they've seen me on camera so much and heard my voice. So it's just, it, it's a new way to connect that I think if you're going to be out there in the business world and doing this for a living, you got to connect with people. Yeah. If, you're not, if you're not in it to connect with people, regardless of what widget, what service, whatever you're selling, if you're not connecting with people, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. I love that advice. I think that's great advice for our listeners. Definitely. And oh, oh, sorry, again, so it's too much excitement. Oh. I'm really excited. But wait, there's more. I want to know more about your books we've read that was my question (laughs) (laughs) we we know that so many people who are listening to this wouldn't have heard of your books so like we want you to talk about them and and also like how they came about yeah you know why that's a great story that that, that's a fun story because i had self-published two Mm -hmm. books so in 2000 uh five when i started my live in la vida low carb blog people are like where's your book where's your book i Okay, I'll, I'll write a book. So I self-published this book. I'm not going to say the title of it because it was a horrible, <laughs> horrible book. And now, you know, by, by today's standards, I'm like, uh, I can write so much better than I did then. But it was a book about my weight loss. And okay, it was great. But then 2009, I self-published a second book that was all of these lessons that I had learned. You asked earlier, you know, did you continue to learn? That didn't happen mm. until after I started kind of podcasting and, and mm-hmm. blogging and really looking and attending some of these conferences in America. And so uh, I started picking up all this information. I was like, well, I got to get this out yeah. in a book. And, of course, no publisher knew who Jimmy Moore was at the time, 2009. So I put this book out, and it did pretty well. It sold about 10,000 copies Boom. for a self-published book. Amazing. So I was pretty pretty happy about that. What was funny was I at, at that point, I think I was around maybe episode 300-something on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. It's over 1,000 now, but at the time, 300 – and so I started trying to approach some of these bigger uh, book publishers. So Rodale was one that kept coming to me. Every time they had a new author, they'd come to me and they say, hey, uh, you know, would you interview our author? I'm sure. Ah. So after about 10 or 12 of those, I finally said, so uh, would you ever want me to uh, write books for you? You think my platform's pretty yeah. big for your authors. Um, would you ever want me to be an uh, author for you? And this was in 20, 2011 that I asked this. And they said, no lie, you guys. Why would we do that? What? Are you kidding me? And I said, okay, there's my answer. So, <laughs> And so it was a shock to me because at that time my platform was getting pretty big. At the time, Paleo had come along and it had grown yeah. even more from there. Um, and so I, w- I was shocked I'm that shocked. one of these big <laughs> publishers that was coming to me and then that didn't. But what the good news of it all was a year later – I got a call from Victory mm-hmm, Belt yeah. Publishing, who is a Simon mm-hmm, & Schuster awesome. imprint. They've done all the yeah. paleo books that are out there, uh, all the, big, all the yeah. big paleo books that are out there. And they said, hey, you want to write books for us? Uh, we're trying to get outside of explicitly yeah. paleo books, and we want you to be our first author that's not explicitly paleo. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then they were like, what do you want to write about? And in 2012, I was doing some of the experiments with ketosis, and I was like, ketogenic diets. 
And they're like, well, that's kind mm-hmm, of a niche mm-hmm. topic. Nobody really cares about that. It, it won't do very well. What else you got? And I'm like, really? Keto? Trust me on this one, Keto. But, I, but they didn't know who I was at the time. Yeah. Wow. So they said, what else you got? And I said, well, the cholesterol question is one that uh, I've always been interested yeah. in. Yep, that's the one. So they had me do cholesterol clarity, which in hindsight, I'm glad we did cholesterol clarity first yeah. Yeah. because it let me kind of set the stage uh, for r- working with a publisher, which has all of its intricacies uh, to start. If you're not used to doing it, you're like, okay, yeah, my head is spinning with all that, that's going on. And so I got my feet wet with them with cholesterol clarity and it did pretty well. But I said, after that, when I said, can I please write the ketogenic book now? They're like, well, we still don't think there's a big market for it. I said, I guarantee you it's a bigger market than you realize. And they're like, okay. So I release in 2014, 2013 was when cholesterol clarity came out. 2014, I came out with keto clarity and in one week, Keto Clarity sold more copies than Cholesterol Clarity did the whole first year. No, no way. Needless to say, my publisher quickly became big fans of ketogenic diets. <laughs> and about two weeks after Keto Clarity came out, they said, hey, let's uh, let's have a cookbook. Yeah. Uh, I said, well, my co-author on Keto and Cholesterol Clarity, Dr. Eric Westman, he burns water. So um, he's not going to be a good one to... <laughs> to be a, a cookbook author with. So I can't, can I go find somebody that does really great recipes? And that's when I found my friend Maria Emmerich, mm-hmm. who does incredible recipes, yeah. uh, very much like you guys, just <laughs> delicious looking ones uh, that that are appealing to the eye first. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, by the way, they happen to be healthy too. So that's, that's always <laughs> a bonus. <laughs> and so, uh, so that's how the books all came about. And in 2016, I'm actually writing two more books. Wow. Um, one with Dr. Ron Rosedale. He's a very famous uh, low-carb physician, been out there for a long time, but he wants to do a book about uh, a little bit complex uh, topic, but mTOR and cancer, which wow. again, very complex topic. Yeah. I'm going to help him you know, make it palatable to the yeah. consumer. And then uh, later in the year, we come out with fasting clarity with all these fasting experiments oh, cool. I've been doing. November, so never mm. a dull moment in the Moore household. Yeah, it oh sounds gosh. so exciting. So cool. Yeah. So like in all of this business journey and, you know, your own personal journey, has there been like a key influencer in your life or has a certain person or maybe a couple of people that you kind of look to and like they've influenced you in some way or has it all just like come together and it's just, you know, shown you the road? You know, I, I'm not one of these people that gets heavily influenced by my peers today, if I had to mention one mm. peer uh, from the podcasting realm, it was Sean Croxton. Mm. Uh, I yeah, think awesome. he, he and I have such mutual respect for each other. It mm-hmm. is funny because I'd be on his show and he'd be on my show. And and sometimes we talk about, hey, man, I'd listen to your show to kind of get pumped up to do my show. He said, yeah, man, I do the same thing. Cool. That's so awesome. It, it's kind of neat to see some of your peers. And and by the way, none of us podcasters really look at it as competition. Yeah. Um, at least I don't. I see them as comrades. I mean, I have a waiting list. No lie, you guys. A waiting list for the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show of over 400 people that want to be on the show. Oh my 400, gosh, what? 400 people waiting list right now to be on the Live in La Vida Low Carb show. What? I got nowhere to put them. I mean, I <laughs> three shows a week times 52 weeks, that's still only about 150 guests a year. It's going oh my to take gosh. years to get through them all. So I need more podcasters out yeah. there doing their thing, which is why I'm glad you guys are out there doing your thing because you're going to meet a, a niche of people that I'll yeah. never touch. I mean, I'm yeah. a goofball too, like you guys, but that doesn't <laughs> yes. 
that people would listen to me like they would you. And you guys have hit the big time in Australia. I'm really proud of the the success that you've seen. But you're going to reach an audience of people, and you do reach an audience of people that I'll never touch. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Far out, Jimmy. This you are been, epic. Yeah. <laughs> I am epic. So epic. So has there been a lesson in your journey that has just stuck with you for ages that you kind of just like always think about and it helps you in decision making and things like that? I'd love to know about that or even a couple lessons that, you know, I'm, you talked about like asking, like you asked your publisher and they said no, but it didn't stop you. I feel like that's a really good lesson because it, it just shows that you yeah. just keep pushing through. Has there been any other moments like that? I think one thing that has guided me is always be you. You know, a lot of people, they come online. I'm going to preach a little bit here because this is something that needs to be heard. I think a lot of people, they get online and they think they have to be a persona. I can tell you two are not a persona. You are who you are. Authentically, yeah. the Merrymaker Sisters, you are who you are. And people know that and love it. Yeah. And it's part of why they gravitate to you. And I feel like that's been the big thing for me. I've tried to always be authentically me, even when it makes me vulnerable, even when it puts me in a position of, whoa, well, what does he have to say about weight loss and diet? Look at him. He's he's not perfect in any way in his in his diet and health and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've heard it all on the internet. And I don't care because I'm always going to give people the real side of me, um, good, bad, ugly. I think that helps people so much more than saying, ooh, look at me. I am perfect. You should be like me. You should do what I say. And this is what it's going to be. And bull funky is what I have to say to yeah. that. So true. And, and I think we have we don't have enough people being real with people online. And they'd rather be this fake. You know, The thing that really gets me is like on Instagram, these people that show their abs and, ooh, look at me. And it's like, really? You know, okay, great. You have the abs. Beautiful. Great job. Great job with your genetics. Yeah. Um, but you're not encouraging a lot of people with that. So not to get off on a yeah. tangent, but I, I just think some of that, um, fakery that's out there leads people down the wrong mm. path. And I think if more of us got online and said, Hey, look, this is not always easy. It, it can be very hard. It can be very painful sometimes to do some of the things that it takes to, to be healthy and to get your, pl into the place that you need to be. Um, we just stop, need to stop sugarcoating it, which don't eat sugar anyway, yeah. but it's stop, stop sugarcoating <laughs> it all. Sugar, honey, honey. Uh, I'm going to have to play that on Alexa before we stop here. <laughs> yes. So, but that, that was kind of what I wanted to say was, I, I just think that's one of the guiding principles. I've always tried to stay true to myself. In fact, you guys, uh, had a question that you sent to me and I wrote down always be you and live authentically. Those were the things that I wrote down. Embrace the moment and then honor and appreciate all the people that are in your tribe. Oh, so that is, is that the answer to what our question? The, the one man oh, you're living by. I'm just going to, I need to take a photo of this. Oh, yes. One Cause, moment. Because we're on camera. <laughs> so I can put it in the show We're notes. on camera and I wrote all this out. Because you said this is the one question we ask of all of our guests. Embrace the moment. Always be you. Live authentically. Honor and appreciate the people in your tribe. That is amazing. I love it. Far out, Jimmy. We got, we got it. We got the shot. We got the shot. Okay. It's going in the show cool. notes. And I shot think to the heart and you're, you're too late. late. You give up. A 
bad name. <laughs> oh, well, we've like gone completely over time and we're so taking we out your <laughs> Sunday. And it has been. End with a song. Yeah, we, we do. We but need first. To. First, we want to tell you to tell everybody where they can find more info about you and everything you do. Yeah, so I'm easy to find. LiveInLaVidaLowCarb.com is kind of this big hub website that has all of my books and blogs and podcasts and a partridge in a pear tree. It's all right there. <laughs> but you can also just Google my name, Jimmy Moore, and the first page and a half is literally all my stuff, my Periscope, my Twitter, my Facebook, my blogs, my podcast, all of it is there on Amazing. Google. I don't know how that happened, but I guess when you stick around Google. for a long time, uh, forget SEO. I, it just automatically happens. So good. Oh, well, Jimmy. Jimmy, we want to thank you again for taking the time to spend with us on Merry Beers. It has been absolutely the best. We've loved Sweet. every second. And we do. We need to end with a song. So pop us. So what song should we play? You surprise you us. surprise us and then we can dance. Here we go. All right. What's Alexa. gonna be? Oh, what are we playing? Oh, we were just singing. What's it gonna be? Martin. <laughs> <laughs> duh. Play. Low carb. <laughs> Living la vida, low, low carb. carb. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was a whole lot of merry action going on. Seriously, thanks again to Jimmy for coming on the show. What a blast. If you guys want more Merry Biz action, head on over to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash biz, that's B-I-Z, and we'll send you all the Merry Biz updates plus our free goal setting guide. Now, this week we have a super exciting special guest because tomorrow we're sharing another episode with the one and only Gala Darling. So make sure you tune in for that because it is amazing. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM. 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.